to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. grateful and thankful. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be together once again. I pray, Lord, even as we have gathered, Lord, your word will go forth and not return to you void. Your word says, and they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Father, let signs follow your word tonight. Amen. Let there be miracles. Let there be healing. Let there be restoration. Let there be refreshing in the name of Jesus. Let not the speech and my preaching be not with enticing words of man's wisdom. I pray. But I pray, oh God, let it be in the demonstration of the spirit and power. And that the faith of your people, the faith of your church, will not stand in the wisdom of man. But let it be in the power of God. We thank you once again for an opportunity to hear your words. We pray, Lord, that the words that shall come forth will not fall on stony ground. They will not fall on stony hearts. But I pray, Lord, that they will bring forth fruits in our lives. We are grateful. We are thankful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Clap your hands together for the Lord and be seated. And tonight we want to continue our message on backsliding. And we continue to share from our prophet's book, Backsliding. Develop your staying power. Develop your staying power, backsliding. So what we are doing is we are developing our staying power. Please be seated. Um, and we are developing our staying power. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We are developing our staying power. We are learning about how to develop our staying power. And that means Amen. how not to backslide. Amen. Amen. How not to backslide. So last, uh, the last few weeks, we've been talking about the symptoms of backsliding, the symptoms of backsliding. And we are saying that symptoms are signs that show us, that indicate to us that something catastrophic is about to happen. Mm. And so symptoms of backsliding are the things that we identify that when we see them happening in our lives, in our spiritual work, they are telling us that we are about to fall. We are about to backslide in our walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you think it's a good thing to know when there are such symptoms in you so that you can combat them and fight them and prevent a fall? Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So last, uh, the last two weeks um, that passed, we talked about um, some few symptoms. Do you remember the first symptom? Yes. What was the first symptom? Bad company. company. Yes. Open your mouth and speak. Bad company. You have bad company. 
That was the first symptom. And then the second symptom, what was the second symptom? Looking back. Looking back or looking backward. Last week, that is what we shared. And I believe um, you are looking forward now and you are not looking backward. Amen. If you are not here with us, I believe these were very important messages that we have shared. And anyone who is serious with his Christian life, I will encourage you to go and listen to these messages and then continue with us. Tonight, we want to continue on and I want to share with you the third symptom. The the third symptom of backsliding is overconfidence. 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 That is the third symptom. Overconfidence. Now, an overconfident person is someone who has too much trust in his own abilities. Okay, when you are overconfident, it means you have too much trust in your own abilities. So, an overconfident Christian is one who is too confident in her or in his own righteousness or his or her own spirituality. When you are, you have too much confidence, you have too much confidence in your own righteousness or in your own spirituality. Mm. So, being too confident in your righteousness or in your own spirituality is a sign of someone who is about to fall. Yes. Okay, It's a sign that you are about to fall. When we see too much confidence in your spirituality or mm. too much confidence in your righteousness, it's a sign that you are about to fall. Preach. Now the Bible warns, the Bible warns us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, the Bible warns us and it says, wherefore, wherefore, let him, I think you have read the scripture with me before. It says, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. Let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. You see, when you are fallen, when you are fallen, I mean, you're always striving to stand up. Do you see? But when you are standing, when you are standing, the next potential place for you is not flying. We don't fly. Do we fly? <laughs> we don't fly. So when you are standing, the next potential place for you is falling. You understand? Mm. So when you are standing, the Bible says you should take heed. When you are standing on solid ground, take heed. Lest you fall. Don't be overconfident in your standing. Don't be overconfident in your righteousness. The Bible says you must take heed. Otherwise, you fall. And I'm telling you, when the Bible says something, you should take it seriously. Okay? When the word of God is warning us, we should always take it seriously. That when you feel confident about a thing, be careful lest you are about to fall. Amen. Amen. And you will see that in, in, in the area of your life where you feel or where you think you are strongest the most, where you think you are strongest in any particular area of your life, it's usually the place or the area that turns out to be your weakest area. True. Okay? Whenever you feel very strong in a particular area, you have to be very careful in that area. 
because it will turn out to be your weakest area. Why is that? Why? You know, because your strongest area is where you least protect. You know, when an area is very strong, you don't protect that area. You know, I mean, when you, when, when we were in school, you know, there were certain subjects that we felt so confident in, you know, we felt so sure. And when you are having examination and you have like back to back examination, or you have two or three examinations in one day, the strongest area, you don't bother studying so much, like in your weakest area. And sometimes you can surprise yourself. <laughs> you do very well in your weakest area and you flunk in your strongest area because something that you took for granted comes up and you, you are not prepared. You understand? So in an area that you feel strongest is an area that you must always take heed. That is the area that the devil focuses on in attacking you. When you mm. feel strong in an area, the devil focuses on that area because he yeah. knows he can yeah. bring you down in that area. That area. Because he knows that you lose God in that area. Mm. He knows mm. that you don't protect that area when you feel very strong in yeah, a particular teaching. area. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 121 verse 5, in Psalm 121 verse 5, David said, The Lord is thy keeper. Amen. Amen. He says, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Do you understand what that means? You see, I think you sing that song all the time. Okay. And it says, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. You should make the Lord the shade upon your right hand. Why is that? Amen. You know, I'm not sure if um, the technical people, you, is there any way you can show us a, a picture of an ancient Roman soldier? Is it possible? It's very possible. On the internet, for instance, just show us a picture of an ancient Roman soldier. And perhaps when I explain this, you will understand it well. You see? So it says, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Just any Asian who is armed, Asian Roman soldier that is armed and standing and ready. Okay? If you go on the internet, you probably can find any picture like that. If you can't, I can find one for you. But David saying, the Lord is thy keeper. Very good. Very good. Now, can we take the one that is number one, the, the, the next picture, the next picture? Or maybe the, the fifth one, or one, two, the, the fifth one, the one that is holding the sword. Any of them, you know, take, take that one, for instance. Okay, this one. All right. So, anyway, but you are looking at, can you see? Yeah. Can you all see? Very good. So you see, it says, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. You see, I mean, in the ancient days, I mean, if you look at all the Asian soldiers, you don't find a left-handed man. I don't know. Maybe left-handed was not considered to be a left-handed people were not like, like a very strong. They don't take you in the army or something. I'm not sure. 
Like if you are left-handed, you probably will not be in the army. I'm not sure. But today, if you are left-handed, you can be a president. Anyway, so um, in those days, the left hand, you see, when the soldiers are going to war, the strong hand, which is the right hand, is holding the sword. Do you understand? Is holding the sword. And that is the area that is fighting. That is your strong area. Do you understand? And your left hand has the shield. Okay? So your left arm, your left arm and your left side is protected. Do you understand? Your left side is protected. It has the shield. And it can protect the soldier from attacking you. It can protect the weapons. Now the strong part, the strong hand, which can strike. The strong hand where you have confidence in, where you have strength, where you have your armor, where you have your sword, where you have your arrows and your bows, that part is not protected. Mm. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? So mm. he says, when you are in the war, when you are in a war and you are fighting with the enemy, the law shall be the shield on your right side. The law should shield your right side. As you feel confident in your right hand and you're attacking, the enemy can easily strike you because there is no shield here. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So most of the time, the area where you feel very strong is usually not protected. And the area that has no arm, that is not strong, is where you protect, such as your left side. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So most of the powerful, prominent servants of God, for instance, who fall, you know, when you hear of the servant of God who has fallen, they usually don't fall because they lack anointing. Mm. You see, they usually will not fall because they are unable to minister powerfully any longer. That is usually why they fall. Because when it comes to the anointing, when it comes to ministration, every servant of God, every man of God who is serious with the work of God, every man of God will always pray. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Every servant of God will always pray. Amen. Amen. Every man of God prays. And so you'll find out that the servant of God is always anointed, powerfully Amen. anointed, and ministers powerfully. Amen. 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 But when it comes to the areas of character, when it comes to the areas of character, many servants of God assume they are strong. Preach. Many servants of God assume they are strong. So they don't, you don't find a servant of God really praying about pride. Lord, give me humility. Mm. You don't usually find them praying about, Lord, help me to avoid stealing. Help me not to steal. Mm. I mean, can you imagine you overheard a pastor praying and Lord, please, this stealing habit, please let it not, you know, if you hear that, you, you leave the church. <laughs> they turn it to tongues. Tongue, tongue, tongue. Do you understand what I'm saying with you? <laughs> they don't pray about fornication. <laughs> Powerful servants of God will not pray about adultery. Are you listening True. to me? Yes. They don't pray about jealousy. Mm. 
powerful servants of God, when they are praying, preparing to preach, preparing to go for ministration, preparing to go for convention, go, they pray about the anointing. Because oh, yeah. you, you are at the mercy of the Holy Spirit. You can't do with your ability. And so you need to go down on your knees and seek the face of the Lord and beg for the anointing, beg for the Holy Spirit, beg that the ministration will be powerful, beg that the word of God will be in your mouth because it's not yours. But they don't go on their knees. Most servants of God don't go on their knees praying about stealing, praying about fornication, praying about jealousy and praying mm. about all these things. True, you are preaching. And that is the area that enemy attacks. Wow. The area where you feel strong, the enemy will not attack you. The area mm. where you feel you feel strong and you leave God, that is the area the enemy will face you. So you will find that most great ministers of God, they fall when you hear news that they have embezzled the church finances, they have not, they are invaded this, they have uh, committed adultery, some woman has brought them down. This, that is what you hear. Mm. You hear uh, the servant of God has come down because there's a sexual harassment case or suit against him and, you know, bring his ministry down. Because you lose God in these areas. You feel that this is not the area you are going to fall. And that is the area the enemy will attack you. Preach. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why when you find a, a, a great servant of God, a great servant of God leading the whole congregation and praying about these things, you know that that is a humble servant of God. When you come on a floor prayer meeting and you find a great servant of God, Asking for forgiveness, leading a congregation and himself going down, kneeling down and asking the Lord to forgive me of my sins. Look not upon my unrighteousness. Let visit not the sins of my father upon me. And this, and not just praying for the power and the Holy Spirit. That is a, a sign of humility. That is a sign of someone who will last long in the ministry. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you tonight? Yes. You know, this evening, or well, this afternoon, Apostle Joy shared something with us, you know, on the pastor's forum. You know, he sent some story about Renard Bonke and a pastor that he was working with in the beginning of his ministry, that Renard Bonke was someone who had the calling for soul winning, okay? Now, so I mean, preaching on the word, following signs and wonders was always the power for soul winning okay so there was this pastor called richard ingidi now richard ingidi was a very gifted pastor gifted in miracles anointed for miracles so he was working with rehan bonke Okay, and they were ministering powerfully. When um, Reinhard Bonke preaches, then he comes and then he is he preaches with signs and f- uh, powerful m- miracles. Mm. And many people were giving their lives to Christ, and the ministry was booming and growing. Mm. And then this minister, as time goes on, or as time went on, he was feeling proud. Mm. He was feeling proud, and then he mentioned to um, Bonke's assistant that if I leave Bonke, that would be the end of his ministry. Forgive. 
You see, it says the whole ministry lingers on me. And he was talking like this. So he was feeling that without him, the bonky ministry and most annoying thing was to him was that Bonky's name was on the ministry. And everyone knew about Bonky. And everything was said about Bonky. And his name was not relevant. No boogie <laughs> And then one night, when they were having a convention, when they were having um, a, um, a, 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 a crusade, as he was supposed to come and minister, he chose not to show up. Forgive. He showed Bonky that this is the end. Power lies somewhere. <laughs> to show him that this is the end. And that night, he didn't show up. So when the time came for the administration of miracles, when the time came, and they were waiting for him and waiting for perhaps he's late, no show, no call, nothing. So Bonky took it upon himself and leaning on the Holy Spirit, prayed for the people. And that night, it was said, that the miracles that they experienced, they had never experienced such miracles in the ministry before. Wow. Music. Powerful miracles. Powerful mm. miracles. And that was the beginning when Bungay's ministry took off, really. Mm. And it went higher. And it was, now the numbers were doubling. The numbers mm. with the crusade were just doubling, increasing, larger miracles. Larger crusades, powerful miracles. And this guy, one day, I mean, mm. his, his, there was nothing happening with him. So one day, he came to one of the crusades, and then he saw what was happening. And then he just said to himself, I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. Mm. And shortly afterwards, not too long afterwards, he died. Yes, and today, if I wasn't mentioning him to you, you wouldn't know about him. Ah, no, no, never. I mean, if you, you, never would have, you never would have heard about Richard Ngidi. And Ngidi. frankly, today was the first day I heard about him. It's true. <laughs> you understand yeah. what I'm saying with you? Yeah. So this person will not be a person who would have prayed about pride mm. and humility. Hey. Oh, yeah. And that is the area where the enemy will focus. The enemy will focus on the area where you feel overly confident. confident. Hallelujah. Amen. So be careful mm. with overconfidence. Now, how do you tell? How do you hey. tell when you are overly confident? confident? How do you tell that you have too much confidence? Teaching. One way you can tell that you are being overconfident is in the way you talk about people's weaknesses or people's mistakes. Preach. That is how you tell that you are being overly confident. Confident. The way you criticize others is a sign mm. that you are overconfident. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to be careful how you speak. Mm. You need to be careful how you criticize people. Mm. You need to be careful how you talk about people when they make mistakes. Mm. You need to be very careful. Amen. Amen. Because your criticism is always 
a loud announcement to the enemy to invite you, the enemy to tempt try me, <laughs> to try you. Are you understanding mm. what I'm sharing with you? Whenever you are criticizing, sometimes in your heart, you mm. are inviting the enemy to tempt you. Mm. Amen. Amen. And I tell you, temptation is not something that you should entertain. At all. Temptation is not something that you should entertain at all. That is why Jesus, in his great wisdom, taught us that great powerful prayer in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6 and verse, um, I think verse um, 9, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, if you read on, it says, Matthew 6 and verse 9, it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then verse 11 says, it says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, if Jesus is saying, pray this prayer, and in it, it says, give us this day, today, give us this day our daily bread. It means it's a prayer that you have to say every day. True. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Because you need to pray for today's bread. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says, give us this day our daily bread. And then the next verse, it says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Mm-hmm. And lead us not into temptation. Amen. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That means every day you have to pray that you will not be led into temptation. Amen. Why is that? Why can't we say we, we are strong enough Christians that, you know, when temptation comes, you face it. But it is in your best interest to be led not into temptation. Temptation. Amen. It is in your best interest to evade temptation. Mm-hmm. To avoid temptation. It is in your best interest not to be tempted at all. Mm. That you be not tempted, Period. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Yes. That is what Jesus was teaching us. But you see, not many of us pray this prayer every day. Not mm. many of us say, Lord, lead me not into temptation. True. We don't because we feel that when temptation comes, we can face it. I mean, how? How? No. How? How can I do such a thing? Mm. You see? But Jesus, in his wisdom, says, pray every day that you be not let into temptation, but the Lord delivers you from evil. That means deliver me, let me not encounter an evil. Let me not have an encounter with evil spirits. Let me not be tempted. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. One Christian brother was heard saying, he said, I will never fornicate. Catalabrantos. He says, I cannot simply do it. It cannot happen to me. Catalibia. How? He says, I will never fornicate. Hmm. And then, not long after that, there was a, another Christian sister carrying his baby. Catalibia. And nobody knew Sotologo. when the wedding happened. Catalabrandas. <laughs> you see? So, you, 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 you don't have to say that. 
You cannot say that you will never fornicate. Rather, the scripture says, flee fornication. So you're supposed to flee, and then you pray that you never fall into the situation where a door is open for you to fornicate. Do you understand? Because perhaps if that door is open, you can come out. Uh, there will be no exit for you. You are preaching. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So Jesus said, pray that you fall not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. You know, one time there was a brother in the church several years ago, you know, and he was posing like a very strong prayer warrior. Yes, you know, come to lead prayer, you know, and you lead prayer in a way, you know, and yeah. Anointed. He, he used to really face people who are, you know, like some way. Mercy. Seriously. You know, and he will be angry for not being made, for instance, um, a prayer um, leader. Um, a leader. Warrior, yeah. Yeah. Prayer warrior's leader. You know? <laughs> and not to, I mean, this brother was like this for a while, and of course, he poses like that to appear to everyone that he was a very powerful spiritual brother. Hmm. And then shortly something happened, and we he, he, he was not in a church. Vamos. You know, so we thought perhaps maybe he has gone to be a pastor in another church or something like that. You know, the next time we see, then the brother is now living in fornication. Forgive with a woman. Swallowed. You understand what I'm sharing with you? <laughs> and the woman is not his wife. But he's living fully with a woman. <laughs> with prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, when you, you show overconfidence, the enemy faces and attacks you in the area where you feel too confident. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Sometimes the reason why you are still standing is not because you are so strong. The reason why you are still firm and standing and going, it's not because you are so strong. But sometimes the reason is because you have not been faced with a particular temptation. Mm. That is why perhaps in that area you seem to be very strong. Preach. If your Christian life is going on well and mm. smooth, and everything seems to be going on, and there's no sinful situation happening in your life, it is just by the pure grace of God. Amen. And you need to realize that and walk in humility and don't be overly confident. You are preaching. Amen. Amen. You know, Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 20. If you, Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 20. The Bible says, Ecclesiastes 7 and 20. It says, for there is not a just man upon the earth that mm. doeth good and sinneth not. Do you have the New American Standard Version? The New American NASB. The NASB. Look at that. It says, indeed, there is not a righteous man on earth who continually does good and who never sins. Mm. This is the Bible. It says, 
Indeed, there is not a righteous man on earth who continually does good and who never sins. It's a scripture. Now, when I read a scripture like this, I become afraid. Mm. You understand? Because it means that you potentially can sin. And you Mm. know that sin does not stand right with God. Mm. So potentially, minute to minute, you can stand not right with God. Mm. It makes me very careful. And it should make you also very careful. Amen. So you don't backslide. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There is not a righteous man on earth. Are are you on the earth? Or you are living on the moon? Well, then if you are on earth, then this scripture applies to you. Okay. There is not a righteous man on earth who continually, continually does good Mm. and who never sins. Hmm. Now, when you look at this scripture, then you should also, it will make you careful how you also look at other people. Hmm. Or you don't understand the word of God this evening. We do. Keep preaching. The kind of situation that people face that causes them to fall, if you were to face the same situation, perhaps Hmm. your situation would be different. Perhaps you, you wouldn't survive. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Perhaps if you were a cleaner, a cleaner in King David's house, in hey. King David's palace, if you were a cleaner, your job is just to remove cobwebs. <laughs> no cobwebs. <laughs> if that was your job, you just hey. clean in King David's house and you sent for Bathsheba, you sent for your colleagues, your other cleaner colleagues, to go and call Bathsheba and bring Bathsheba to you, perhaps she will not come. Yeah. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. You, you are a cleaner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And all you wear is something around your waist. You don't have yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. And then you send Bathsheba. You send for Bathsheba and say, go and call me Bathsheba and bring her to me. She probably yeah. would not have shown up. She wouldn't have come. He said, who is that? She will not recognize you. And there will not be any adultery for you. (laughs) Even though you see it from the roof. Even though you saw Bathsheba's nakedness, you have seen her, your people, and you have seen her, and then you call for her to come. Perhaps she wouldn't have come. (laughs) And you wouldn't have committed adultery. (laughs) Your feelings will be inside you. (laughs) You will be free from the sin of adultery. <laughs> Who understands what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I pick it up. <laughs> but the Bible says David was a man of fair countenance. He was a fair countenance. That means that he was handsome. And he was well built. God's creature. (laughs) (laughs) He was a successful soldier. (laughs) King, king. Do you understand? He was a talented singer and an instrumentalist. 
with a voice. I mean, we are, I mean, even if you saw an instrumentalist or a singer who is not handsome and is a star and he sings very well and is on TV, people are falling for him. He was not just a talented, he was, he was a talented singer and an instrumentalist. Mm. And he was a king. Hey. Dream and that, he was anointed of the Lord. Catalabrata with his packs. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You are so if someone like this sent for Bathsheba. Hey, sure. You see, and perhaps, you know, I mean, that was perhaps Bathsheba also, you know, he sees David. I mean, all young men, when they see handsome man like that, even though they are married. You you really oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. Amen. We do. We do. Get you, pa. Hey. It's like uh, all young women, <laughs> all the young women, when they see David, even though they are married, they will not say openly, but they have some. Uh, I get this. Uh, so, when she was called for, when they sent to call her, mm. perhaps you know, this has been her, I mean, it has been a fantasy. <laughs> you know, she, she's been fantasizing, she said, This Urea, who is this Urea? He may even die in a war. <laughs> you know, Uriah, nobody knows him. He doesn't have money. You know, he's just a soldier. They recruited him. That's all. You are preaching. Okay, they just grew up together. And so, boyfriend, girlfriend, and they got married. Who is this Uriah? So, he's, it's, it's, it's her fantasy that yeah. you have someone like a king like David. Sweep her off her feet. Who the whole nation, every woman wants. Women are singing for him, thousand. David has killed a thousand. David has killed his ten thousand. He was a popular man. So somebody like that, in a position like that, you know, it is easy for the woman to fall. Easy. <laughs> and she then it's no. easy for David to commit adultery. Yeah. She didn't resist. He for her, there was no discussion. They just brought her. She didn't resist. She, did, she didn't no resist. No. She didn't ask. She what about my husband? My she was just prepared. Forget about. Forget about. You understand what I'm saying with you? <laughs> so that is, that situation is different mm. from the servant who is a cleaner in David's house. Mm. You don't have preaching. the same situation. Yeah. True. And even Bathsheba. You can also, you know, I mean, if you, you say, ah, Baba Shiba, and you're a married woman, how can, you, how can you do something like that? She was a young woman, married, and perhaps recently married, and her husband has been taken in the army. <laughs> and who knows whether he will come back or not. <laughs> and she's lonely. She, I mean, we didn't know of any child. There was no, she didn't, she didn't have children. No, no, none. Do you understand? And then they sent for her. It's been a lonely night. Hallelujah. So, so the situation that people face, if you were to face the same situation, sure. perhaps your, 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 the outcome of you will be different. Triplet. So always be careful when you are criticizing others. You ought to be careful when you are criticizing you don't you don't analyze the whole situation. Mm. You don't analyze the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of people also, when they are criticizing, 
people, they usually are doing the same very thing that they are criticizing. Yeah. True. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. When they are criticizing people about you do this, you do that, you dig in. Look, when, when these politicians, you see, you hear that somebody has committed, um, I mean, there's somebody is being sued Accused. for sexual harassment. And you see how they all rise up with strength and asking, resign, come down, put up, do this, do this. You know, look, they all have the same situation. Messy. All of them have the same situation. Hmm. You know, this guy, I mean, they probably knew about this long time ago, this governor. But of course, hmm. now he did something with the COVID that is going to make him popular. Yeah. Okay, and perhaps he can even decide that one day I'm going to stand for presidency. Presidency. So they have to bring him down quickly. Cut his leg. Because what he did during the COVID shut him up. Do you mm. understand? They were comparing him to other governors and always using his name and his examples to compare to all the other governors who failed. Mm. Okay, so now this is the time to bring this up. So all the others, if you are trying to come up, yours will be brought up. And yeah. I tell you, when it comes up, there will be several women who will come no. up and then they will also say that, oh, he did this in 2003 and he did it again and uh, I couldn't control myself. And all the world, the world will have something. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, please. And so a lot of times when people are criticizing others, they are also doing the same thing. Yeah, it's a protective mechanism. I remember mechanism. when Bill Clinton was being criticized about Monica Lewinsky. And then afterwards, all the people, even Ken Starr himself, was also in trouble. The one who was prosecuting him. Those, some of you are too young. You don't remember. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's no long ago. Anyway. So look at John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and verse 4. You can stay in the New American Standard for time's sake. We're almost done with our message. Preach. John chapter 12 and verse 4. This is when Jesus was with his disciples. Okay? They were with the, he was with the disciples and the previous verses, Mary had come, anointed the feet of Jesus and paying Anna, and so on and so forth. And the Bible says that he broke this precious, expensive box of ointment. And he, she anointed Jesus' feet. Mm. And the Bible says, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who was intending to betray him, said, when, after Mary had done this, he said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given mm. to the poor people. Mm. Do you see? This is why he said, somebody came, broke a box to honor her Lord. And then this is the comment that he makes. That why was this perfume not sold? Like what? why this waste? Why this waste on a man of God? Mm. Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor people? You see, and you see, many people speak like this. Yeah. You find many people speaking like this. Mm. But then 
these same people, if you were to rise up and <laughs> say, let us collect money for the poor, they will never give. True. You are preaching. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Sometimes people criticize even when they are honoring a man of God. Mm. And they say all kinds of things. And they say, but we could have used all this money to do this. We could have used all this. Look at how the, the church, this thing is not working. Maybe we could have bought a keyboard with this. But I'm saying that these same people, when you ask, let us contribute money to buy a keyboard, they will not contribute. True. You are preaching. So you know when to use other people's money for the poor, but you don't know how to use your money for the poor. What a shock. You are trying to tell someone how to use her money and spend on the poor. Mm. Somebody has chosen that I will use my money to bless to be the, the man of God. Mm. And then you say you could have used it to feed the poor. poor. But why mm. don't you use your money to feed the poor? The poor. Why do you tell someone to use their money to feed the poor? So usually when people, and this guy, if you continue to read the scripture, look at it, the next verse. He says, now he said this, not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief. Mercy. And as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. You know what is pilfering? Yeah, kaka kaka. Pilfering is small, small thief that you take it little by little continuously so that people will not notice. <laughs> there are people who pay for, even from the church offering. Forgive. And then there are the same people who will come and say that people steal from the church offering. Forgive. Oh, I'm telling you, I've seen this before. You are preaching. You know, you see, listen, don't underestimate the scriptures. When the Bible mm. is saying something, don't say, oh, oh you know... It, Take it as it is, because it happens real. Mm-hmm. I have seen someone who was criticizing that somebody, other person in the church is stealing money. And he was oh. the one that was stealing money. Forgive. You see? You, you. So he says that now he said this not because he was concerned about the poor, but because mm. he was a thief. Thief. And as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. Mm. He was stealing small, 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 small. Take the offering. Because sometimes some money, if you take a large amount, they will notice it. Mm. So pilfers, they take a little bit so that it's not noticed. Amen. Amen. People who criticize pastors as being thieves, they are thieves themselves. Yeah. Especially politicians. They say, Let me tell you, the people who criticize pastors as thieves, they are the ones who don't pay tithe. They steal from God. I am telling you, I am telling you a fact. If you hear anyone who is criticizing the pastor, mm. criticizing that, oh, these pastors who steal the offerings, steal the tithe, and they don't pay mm. tithe. They are thieves. Mm. They steal from God. The Bible calls them robbers. They like robbers. They, they have God's money and they keep it. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. 
treasurers who accuse others for stealing and they say, oh, people steal in the church. People, they are thieves. Mm. They are not afraid. They steal God's money. And as, as for stealing, it is a great curse when you steal, and especially if you steal from the church. If you steal from the church, you will see your life. You will see that your life never goes well. You will never, it never goes well with you. Cares will remain in your house. Mercy. You chase after your children and your children's children. Mm. Self grace. Amen. Amen. So personally, when I see a great minister of God has fallen, it makes me very cautious of my own salvation. Mm. Mm. Makes me very cautious. The Bible talks about Samuel. I mean, um, David in the book of Samuel about how when Saul was killed, when Saul was killed, you know, David was being chased by Saul. You know the story. Yeah. Saul chased David through the wilderness, trying to kill him. Not that David had committed any sin, but out of jealousy. And Saul, the, the kingdom of God has been, uh, the kingdom of Israel had been taken from him out of his disobedience. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Out of his own disobedience, God has removed the kingdom from him and given it to David. And now Saul had become jealous of David and chasing him to kill him. So mm. Saul happened to have died in the war. And then a soldier came to report the death to David. Do you see? So you would have thought that when David would have heard of the death of Saul, he would have now taken the opportunity and say, finally, mm. why do you chase me? Is it my fault? Is it not your own disobedience that led you to lose the kingdom and this and that? And now you are chasing me for unrighteousness and this God has dealt with you. Everyone now you can see, I didn't kill him. Look at what David could have spoken like that. Mm. But David did not. When this person came to report the death of David, the death of Saul, Mm. the Bible says David lamented. David cried and mourned with the whole Israel that the Lord's anointed had fallen. And you know what he did to the young man? Because the young man said he found Saul on the brim of death, leaning on his sword and dying. And Saul begged him and said, instead of the enemies coming to find me and killing me and embarrassing me, just finish me because I'm dying anyway. Mm-hmm. And he did what in his own understanding and his best interest was in Saul's interest. And then when he came to report this to David, David had him killed. Mm-hmm. He says, were you not afraid to touch the Lord's anointing? You see, and that is how we must feel. When a minister falls, though he has committed some sin, though he has fallen into some temptation, we should not now use that and say, look at what has happened to him. Because the Bible says that let him that think at his standard, take he, lest he fall. Amen. Amen. You see, somebody is not gotten married. You have seen someone is single and is older, and is not married, and then you talk about her. Is she not getting married? Does she, she, not, does she, does she not know that she's getting old? 
and you talk like that. You see, and a lot of times you will realize that older people who are also single, they will not talk like that. It is the one who is married that will talk like that. When you were single, mm-hmm. you were not talking like that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Your marriage is working and it's working for you. It's the grace of God. Amen. When you hear another person's marriage is going down, you hear that the husband is threatening to live here, don't criticize and say, I'm not surprised. For you. I'm not surprised. Her mouth, her mouth, the way she talks. Hey. You see, perhaps you, your mouth is worse, but your husband, he tolerates your mouth. <laughs> I don't understand what I'm sharing with you. Because yes. if you were to have a same husband or a similar husband like the other one, he would have left you five years ago. <laughs> hey. Amen. No, amen. God has blessed you with children. Mm-hmm. No problems. God has blessed you with children. And you see another couple who is going through some difficulty. You are preaching. And Go there. You become, you become a tutor. You become a tutor in how to have children. <laughs> <laughs> now you are giving guidelines. You know, it ought to be on the third and the ninth hour. You know, you have to, it has to happen on the third hour and the ninth hour. And it must be Fridays and Sundays. You know, if you, and if you want a girl, this, this, this. And if you want a boy, now you have become a tutor. And then you call people, you call them and talking like that. You see, you preaching. They, I, they I, I see all these things in the church. I'm not preaching some message that is um, oh. abstract, okay? They, they know themselves. You are preaching. <laughs> You hey, call and then you question, why, 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 what are you waiting for? That, who, I mean, is who makes babies? They, they, you can take baby and put in your in, in your womb and say, I, 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 I want four, five. Who makes babies? <laughs> and then you make you put people in awkward situations, strange positions, talking. talking, talking. <laughs> you see, let the person who think at his standards take it. Lest you fall. Fall. Mm. Lest you fall. Hallelujah. Amen. Key points. God has blessed you with a job. And by the grace of God, you are maintaining the job. You are Mm. getting promotions. It's going on well. And you you see a friend who is struggling. They they wake up, church, 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 church. Oh, (laughs) um, he he has not gone on a three-week fast. (laughs) He has not gone on a three-week fast. God has blessed you with a job and you see someone is struggling and you say, uh, instead of looking for a job, every day you are in church, 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 church is a job. Church, 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 church you find a job. You see, just the grace of God. Just the grace of God. The Bible says, what do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, what do you boast as if you did not receive it? Preach. It's just the grace of God. It's Amen. just the grace of God. Overconfidence is a guide. It's Amen. a guide to you that you're about to fall. When you feel mm. too confident in any area, when you mm. feel too confident, understand that that area is not protected and you need a shield of God. 
You need a shield of God in the area where you feel very confident. Mm. You need a shield of God to Amen. protect you. Because the enemy is about to strike you on that side. Yes. The enemy is about to strike you. And that you pray that God will shield you. Amen. And protect you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Whatever good is in your life, understand that it was given to you by God. And that Amen. you will give God the glory. And it's Amen. not on your own strength and on your own power. Put your hands together for the Lord. And let us bring the service to God. Stand to your feet, please, and let us pray. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you for your word. We pray, Lord, that your word will bring forth fruits in our lives. Jesus. Father, may we not be hearers of your word only. Jesus. But help us, Lord, to be doers of your word. Amen. We pray, O oh God. Your word says, the one who heareth and doeth, that person is blessed in his deed. Amen. Father, let your word be a blessing to us. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help Amen. us, Lord, Amen. to overcome this weakness of overconfidence Jesus. that Jesus. leads to backsliding. Jesus. And Lord, may you always be a shield on our right hand protect us in the areas where we lose God the areas where we do not guard ourselves the areas where we feel overly confident protect us in those areas in the name of Jesus Father help us to always stand and to walk with you and never backslide especially during this dark age during these difficult times during these times of loneliness and during this time of lack of overseeing, help us, Lord, to continue to walk with you. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to give everyone an opportunity. You are listening to me. You are listening on the internet, and you want to give your life to Christ. I want to give you this opportunity. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to be born again. Say this prayer with me. Pray with me. And say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank, thank you for dying for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my heart. I welcome you into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. I want to walk with you. I want to walk with you. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Shana. Thy God and King. To you alone I see. We believe. 
believe you have been blessed with this powerful message, come and worship with us on the Zoom platform with ID number 823-299-84436 every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God richly bless you.